welcome to the recap, part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon. This last week was two texts, Matthew 16, and something else. What was it, Dave? Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. Uh, a replicating people. Do you know what a replicator in Star Trek is, Dave? Nope. So, wow, that was forced. <laughs> Sorry, my, my, my voice was in the middle of a yawn. Oh, okay. Yeah, a replicator is the thing they walk up to on the wall and they say, you know, computer, give me a, a steak and it like materializes a steak. Is that the kind of replication that the church is? Is, you know, kind of blueprints and you just say, give me a church and a church shows up? Kind of like, you know, or is it more organic, like a tree? You might say <laughs> it's uh it's, it's all of that it's okay. all of that yeah Just blueprints checking. trees yeah is it like more a tapestry, like a tapestry, of tapestry of God's or grace. a quilt or is it more like a tree yep all those things okay it's hard to choose did you want me to recap now <laughs> <laughs> sure yes tell us more about so it remind was, us of the sermon Dave that's right it was uh, global focus week two. And uh, so one of my burdens this year was, it seems to me like we spend, uh, we've spent a lot of time at Bethlehem just talking about the, how God is worthy of global glory and how people find their ultimate joy in that glory. And therefore, you know, the, that, that Jesus and his glory is the, the fuel and the goal of all missions. So we've talked a lot about kind of the motivators um, for, for why we might care about that from the Bible. And so this year I kind of wanted to get, and, and I think, I think uh, the global partner that preached the week before did a lot of that again uh, from Psalm 67 about let the nations be glad and that we'd be blessed, that we could be a blessing. So my goal was just to talk about maybe something we haven't talked about quite as much recently, just what's God's plan to reach the nations. And the, the case I was really trying to make is that God's plan to reach the nations is churches that plant churches, that plant churches, that plant churches. Um, These so, things trust to faithful local churches that will be able to entrust them also to other faithful local churches. Right. To borrow from the pastoral epistles. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so Matthew sixteen eighteen comes right after... Peter has uh, recognized Jesus as the Son of God, the Messiah, and Jesus says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, God's revealed this to you, and I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So I think Jesus right away is saying, yep, that's me, I am the Messiah who's come to save the world, and what I'm going to do, the way I'm going to do that, the way I'm going to reach the nations is through this church that I'm promising to build and to preserve throughout the ages. Um, you know, we revisited Matthew 28 that says, make disciples by going, baptizing, and teaching. Um, and I just said, you know, and, and as we looked at those, I just said, you know, here's Jesus saying, I'll build my church to reach the nation, nations. Here's Matthew 28 saying how it happens. And look at, this is what happens in Acts. <laughs> the gospel is preached. Uh they're baptized, they're gathered into churches, and they're, they're taught to observe all that Jesus commanded. And then from that place, they go to another place, and the gospel is preached, and people are baptized, and uh, they're, they're gathered together into a church, and 
taught to observe. And then it, you know, just keeps happening. And I think it happens, I think somewhere like eight or nine times in the book of Acts, you can actually see that pattern play out. And then you can, you can see that pattern confirmed because then Paul writes to those churches that have been established and gives them these instructions for how to continue to carry on that mission. So just talked about, this is what Jesus says he's going to do. Look at, that's what Jesus has done. And then even calling to, uh, calling to mind the amazing reality that it's worked for 2,000 years, you know, that uh, organizations and empires have <laughs> risen and fallen, and some of those empires were so powerful that no one thought they would ever fall, and those same empires that persecuted the church now have fallen, and yet the church still remains. So just to say that this this plan that would seem weak in our eyes, because we're churches made up of sinful people and uh, and broken people, it's worked because of the power and presence of Jesus. All authority has been given to him, and he promises to be with us always to the end of the age. And then um, I just went to Ephesians 3 to show that uh, what the church does to the world and to the principalities and powers looking on is glorify God for his infinite wisdom. So Paul in Ephesians 3 is really unpacking his missionary calling. And he basically says exactly what Jesus, <laughs> Jesus said in uh, Matthew 16 and Matthew 28. I'm going to go to the nations. I'm going to go to all peoples. I'm going to preach the gospel of Jesus. And God's wisdom is going to be shown through the church. Um, and I think, I think what he means there is both uh, what I just said that Jesus is working to preserve and build his church. But I think he even means more than that if you look at the way Ephesians is unpacked. So Ephesians 1 to 3 being here is the gospel. And then right after that section in Ephesians 3, moving to Ephesians 4 being, hey, walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. And I didn't get to talk about all this in the sermon, but I think he's trying to say, as we forgive each other and love each other and endure suffering for our enemies and, uh, you know, are faithful to the gospel and are preserved and are cared for. And all, as the church is the church uh, and all the one another's that are commanded, that's a display of God's wisdom as a compelling community or an alternate kind of community to maybe the outrage and anger and polarization and, you know, persecute your enemies, not love your enemies kind of reality that we find ourselves in in this world as, as citizens of heaven and sojourners in this place. And so I think... Um, what a cool, what a cool thing it is that that wisdom of God in local churches transcends cultures and ethnicities and displays God's wisdom for 2000 years all around the world. Um, I love that. Uh, and I'm really thankful for that biblical emphasis is that was one of the things that you were kind of trying to do with this sermon. So we, our global outreach department has gone campus specific, right? And so we have these new guiding principles that we've been trying to operate by as far as global outreach and uh, global partners and what we're trying to accomplish as a right now campus soon to be own autonomous church. So is this kind of an, an unpacking and showing how some of those guiding principles that we've embraced as a church um, just showing where they come from, from scripture. Is that kind of what one of the goals of this sermon was? Yeah, I think, I think it was a way to, in sermon form, uh, be a helpful 
starting place at least for our congregation to get to see what the elders feel compelled towards uh, right. about missions going forward and, and what so so in the guiding principles we sent those out in an email mm-hmm. I think a month ago now maybe a little more than that so you can read those in one of my Friday emails but the, the there's really kind of two priorities priority one would be we really do want to be about um, global partners that are about church planting efforts doesn't mean they're going to be the planter but church planting efforts where there are not healthy uh, churches. Uh, so we're, we're not even, uh, so, so, that, so it could be that a place was once reached and now only has a, uh, a prosperity gospel church there. We'd say, hey, we would be about that. It could be that it's an unreached people group who has never had a church ever, but we really want to be about uh, sending people to uh, preach the gospel, um, baptize and gather into churches and teach people to observe all that Jesus commanded that there wouldn't just be a, Hey, we, we said the gospel to three people at one point, but uh, here's a sustained gospel outpost that can now love their neighbors and make disciples and, and care about those people around them. Um, and part of, part of, honestly, part of my conviction of that, that's kind of a side conviction is just that I believe those kinds of places will actually reach the people around them better than we can <laughs> if we just try to keep sending all sorts of ourselves in there. Um, and so I, I think right. that that's, that's part of it. And then secondarily, uh, we, as, so as a secondary priority, we would want to uh, also support those to a lesser degree, probably, that would go and do mercy ministry or theological kind of strengthening ministry in partnership with local churches. Uh, and the goal there would not be you stay there forever and do that, but the goal would be you strengthen that local church to be able to do what God's called them to do, uh, recognizing that persecution and poverty and all sorts of other factors can make that really hard for a local church, you know, on the front end of things or during certain seasons. And if we can, if we can help strengthen because we really care about that sustained gospel witness, that that would be a priority we'd be secondarily eager to, to partner with. And, and we, I think, I think the other reason I'm excited about that is I think we see it in the Bible. We see uh, Paul, for example, go back and strengthen the churches. And I think that, I think he means he's teaching them. He's helping them grow. He's probably talking to their elders more about how to work these things out. I think that's what he's doing in his letters uh, to the churches. And then we also see, for example, the collection that Paul's taking up uh, for uh, a really struggling local church in Jerusalem. And I think that that's uh, just a really good example of how churches can partner together well in mercy ministry for other believers, particularly tied to local mm-hmm. churches. Right. So awesome. Yeah, that's great. Great sermon. Looking forward to the next six, seven in the series before we start Genesis again. And well, no, because we're going to do the word, we're going to do prayer, we're going to do sanctity of life. Yeah, um, in the new year, yeah. and then so Genesis, back Genesis Genesis starts February. end of January, I think. Okay, is how it works out. Maybe early February. Yeah, yeah, and then we're gonna do like Daniel or Zechariah or something that leads right into Revelation, <laughs> right? Something like that. Daniel always leads right into Revelation. Something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining on the recap today. <laughs>